0: Hey there, welcome back to the Don'ts with the Small Stuff,
1: Live the Big Stuff podcast. Today we're going to be talking about comparison and how comparison can be the thief of joy. But before we begin, let's go ahead and take our golden pause. So wherever you are, uncross your legs and sit comfortably with your palms faced upward. Shoulders back. Head in alignment above your shoulders, of course. And just sitting upright so that when you breathe, you can just feel this continuous breath run all the way through you. So let's begin by breathing through our nose. Breathing deeply. Filling your chest, allowing your belly to expand. And as you exhale, just let go. Let go of any tension you feel in your neck, in your shoulders, and your arms. Just relax. Go ahead and breathe in again. Breathe in sunlight. Sunlight to every cell of your being. Pure, white sunlight. And as you exhale, let go of any tension or fear or anxiety you feel. Just be in tune to your breath. Mm. Breathe in again. Breathe in sunlight. Exhale fear. Breathe in love this time, filling your body with love, every cell of your being with love. And as you exhale, let go of fear. This time as you breathe in, place your hand on your heart. Activating and opening your heart. And think of something that just makes you feel incredibly grateful. Could be the simplest things. Could be the fact that you woke up this morning and you are breathing and that you have running water. Could be anything. The sun is shining. Could be that you woke up feeling so grateful for your family. It could be a conversation. Just think of something that you feel incredibly grateful for. And allow that memory to just fill your heart with love and gratitude. And as you exhale, come into your body and come into your breath and just notice how present you feel, how calm you feel. And know that you can take those golden pauses, those short one to three minute pauses, anytime, place, to just simply calm yourself down. It's just a way that you can become so much more responsive to life. All right, so the topic today is a quote from Teddy Roosevelt that comparison is the thief of joy. Now, when we think about comparing ourselves to others, let's be honest, this is really quite an innate um, quality that we all have as being human, right? It's like we simply just cannot help ourselves but to gauge who we are and how we're doing based on what our neighbor is doing or what our people in our lives are doing, right? Or This is just, I feel, a very natural tendency. Now, does this mean that we should always engage in this activity, this mental dynamic or this tendency? Probably not. But today I'm going to talk about, um, rather than fight it all the time, you know, look at what it is, understand what it is and how it can serve you, how instead of, comparing yourself to others and beating yourself down or beating yourself up because you're not good enough or you're not enough, we can use this tendency, this mental dynamic, this conversation that we have going on in our heads to shift our intentions to perhaps do what my late husband, Dr. Richard Carlson says and compete from the heart. So I just want to share with you that in my world of being an author, it's really easy to get into this comparison game. Super, super easy. I mean, you can start as, or I can start, I should say, comparing my likes on Facebook to other authors that I respect and admire, or I can compare how many people do I have on my mailing list compared to other authors that I respect and admire. Or How many speaking events am I asked to speak at compared to other friends of mine that are asked to speak more often? Well, I can, I can do that. And I do do that. Actually, I do compare myself sometimes, but instead of getting low about it, instead of thinking that maybe I'm not doing enough or maybe my messaging should be more like their messaging or What I tend to do is just notice that my comparison can either come from my ego, which is going to come from total insecurity, or I can look at how can I use this thought process to maybe inspire myself to um, do things differently with more intention. Um, Maybe it's a sign that I need to look at well, how am I marketing my speaking? Am I am I taking notice of um, opportunities that could be coming my way or that I could search out? So these are the ways that when you compare yourself to others, you can actually turn it around to be a motivator, to inspire you um, for change. Now, when this gets destructive is when it gets very competitive. Um, I once had uh, a neighbor um, who, it was flattering to some degree, but but it also became a little bit, um, I found it a little bit annoying, just to be honest with you. I would, for example, go to um, Pier 1 Imports, and I started buying these really beautiful Indian pillows, and they were beaded, and they were all different colors, and I had this conversation pit in my home, and I needed like, I mean, I'm talking about 75 pillows. It was really like a couch. Like I spent as much on these pillows as you you would on a couch, but they were gorgeous. And I really designed my entire living room around this conversation pit that was in our home. Because as you walked in the front door, it was the focus of the home. It was really cool. And I even did my window treatments with all these Indian scarves, like these really beautiful colored silks all intertwined. It almost looked like a circus tent when you walked in. It was so beautiful. Well, what I noticed is I would buy these pillows, and then my my neighbor friend liked them so much that she started buying them too. And so she would go and get them and I, you know, and I would buy them because I was trying to budget myself out. Well we started to kind of get into this competition because they were going to run out in our local Pier Ones around, you know, and Anyways, this is when it can get a little bit sticky is when, you know, you start comparing yourself to somebody else and then it motivates you to be competitive in a way that could be kind of costly to your friendship. Now, this really wasn't costly to our friendship because at some point we both did find enough pillows, right? And and it was fine and it and it worked out fine. And I started to realize that It is true that when somebody copies you, it's the highest form of flattery. And, and, you know, I've always been a super creative person and I do things my own way and I have a lot of style and I have good taste. And so, of course, there's going to be people around me that are going to look to my example in my home or wherever. And I just started to realize, well, that's okay. You know, that's, that's fine because that's how people learn. That's how people grow. That's how people get inspired um, in their own creativity. Now, this friend I'm talking about, she is now really super amazing creative herself. And I think that I sort of inspired her to go in that direction. And now she just does the wrong thing and it's beautiful. And and we don't have that in our relationship anymore. And And yet I learned a lot from that. And so... Here's my own mental dynamic when I start comparing myself to somebody and I start thinking I should be doing things differently because I'm not doing enough or I start beating myself up because I don't have as many likes on Facebook or whatever. I start to look at what is my strategy? How can I use that to create a new strategy to have more intention behind my actions? And and how can I use that to um, facilitate a better me, to facilitate um, more action in a way that's, that's going to be in alignment with who I am. So I want to switch gears here a little bit because I found a chapter in Don't Sweat the Small Stuff at work um, from Richard. And it was really amazing because he talks about the value of competing from the heart. Now, he was an incredibly competitive person. Um, As a child, he was the fastest runner in his school. He became um, an all-American athlete in tennis, number one in Northern California. He was the youngest um, captain on his collegiate tennis team in the history of their college. And then he went on to be seated um, number one at Pepperdine, which was the number one tennis team in the nation. He also became a number one best-selling author. And not only was he a number one best-selling author, but he was a number one New York Times best-selling author uh, author for over 120 weeks on the New York Times. So we're talking about a man who was fiercely competitive, right? But if you had met Richard in person, you would have said he was one of the most gentle, loving kind, laid-back, easygoing people that you had ever met. Not exactly the fierce competitive shark that you would expect him to be. Why? Because he competed from the heart. And when you compete from the heart, you're so giving and you're so helpful to those around you because you're not competing to do better than somebody else. You're actually competing to do the best that you can do for yourself and you don't lose sight or of your humanity you don't lose sight of your ability to serve because it's not all about winning it's about doing your best and let going of the rest let go of the end result is not always about winning it's not always about being number one because as you Use that competitive nature and that competitive spirit, and it really comes from this pure place in your heart to really give of your heart and soul and give of the best of what you have to offer and you know a lot of times what you can do is just kind of put your head down and and have the work ethic that if you feel really competitive you have to have the work ethic that follows that right you have to do the things that it's going to take to give your best and to have the best results delivered, which often will put you in the top 1%. So look to your habits, look to your patterns, and whatever you do, as you look at this innate tendency to compare yourself, don't beat yourself up. Now here's one for women that I've talked about in my books, about comparing yourself to the media measuring stick. Like That's like when you look at an actress or an actor or a model in a photograph and you say, oh my God, wouldn't I love to have abs like that? Wouldn't I love to be thinner? Wouldn't I love to look like she looks? Well, first of all, let's just keep in mind that most of those photographs are altered and airbrushed. And even on television, when you watch things like the Grammys and the Oscars, there's really high filters on those cameras so we don't see all of the imperfections on a person's face or anything and what can happen when you compare yourself to those standards is the same thing you can either look at how it can motivate you and think well if I want to have apps like that like how much do I have to do to have apps like that and what are the costs do, am I willing to um, give up everything, give up all sugar to have abs like that? And am I willing to do all of the exercise it takes? Well, these are all questions that we have to ask. And this is what I start to do when I see somebody or I, you know, start to like look in magazines. I say, wow, she's really beautiful. How can I appreciate that beauty in her? How can I see? what's in her, which is also in me. That's a surefire way to turn comparison around and not allow your insecurity to run you, not allow your ego to use comparison to deflate you. Instead, think of, wow, you know, she's so motivated. I'm so impressed by her motivation Maybe I could look at where my motivation is low. Maybe I could increase my motivation a bit. Maybe I could use what she's doing as an example of how I could do it better. It's all right to want to do better. It really is. It's okay. It's absolutely in our nature to want to succeed. And if we use comparison in this way, then comparison no longer becomes the thief of our joy. Now, here's how comparison really does become the thief of your joy. So if you get a job, for example, and you get really excited because you just were awarded this position, you know, you interviewed for it, you prepared for it, and you got the job, and it's really exciting. And you celebrate that for a moment, and then you get on the phone and you talk to somebody, and they tell you about somebody else who got a job, who's getting paid two or three times more than you're getting paid. And you start to, instead of comparing job to job, like apples to apples, you start comparing salary. Well, suddenly your job doesn't look so good to you anymore, right? But, But 10 minutes earlier, you were elated that you got this job. That's how comparison can be the thief of our joy. So I hope that you have found this inspiring. I hope that you realize that the way not to sweat the small stuff in this situation is is to look at comparison as the innate quality that we all have but that there's um, a positive to it and a negative and it's all about our mental dynamic and the conversation that you have with yourself so i hope you found this inspiring and please come back and listen again thank you so much
0: Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with Christine Carlson. Chris invites you to join her for the brand new What Now program, a six week offering carefully designed to take you on your own unique journey through life altering transition and lead you to self discovery and your most vibrant life. Receive access to powerful audio teachings, an in depth workbook, and deeply valuable insights on passion and joy from a beloved teacher. Visit christinecarlson.com to learn more about how you can be part of the What Now program.